Welcome, Sean. Hello, Jalal. How you doing? I'm great, thanks. Good, How good. you doing? Not too bad. It's great Welcome to see you, to... by the way. Aw, thanks. It's yeah. a pleasure. Nice shades. Here's, here's my heart. Thank Spring you. must be in the air. <laughs> exactly. You got it. Welcome, guys. Uh, today, as Sean just said, spring is in the air and baseball's here, right? Full swing. When, when, when spring's here, baseball's here. And Sean, as you guys know, is a huge fan of baseball. I think you live for baseball. I can't remember if it's baseball or love. Uh, is this being recorded? <laughs> it's being recorded. Love. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Understood. Um, but yeah, Sean, uh, baseball. You in the past, you've said that baseball is a lot like life. You it know, is. Like I do believe it's a lot like yesterday's life. opener. The pitching wasn't the greatest, or the opening pitcher. Uh, it was. It was right, okay. It was okay. That, that's Mark. It's not. He, he right? kind of grinded it out. Yeah, you know, yeah, Alec yeah. Manoa. He grinded gotcha. it out, but we still won nine to three, and uh, it, it was, it was, good it was it was just fun it to see the home fun. opener. From my from my uh, condo, I can hear people chanting and people cheering. It's pretty it's pretty damn awesome. It, I wasn't there in person, uh, but uh, I have seen opening games in the past and they're, uh, they're, they're quite the event to, to go to. Gotcha. All right, guys. Well, coming up next, that's what we're talking about, baseball and life. All right, welcome back, folks. Baseball and life. Sean, what do you got for us today? Well, baseball is a lot like life. and um, How so? Tell me. Well, okay. I'll give you an example. Right. Um, unlike any other professional sport, the baseball regular season is a long one. Now, you got to put this in perspective. Baseball goes through spring training. That's 32 games. And that's usually held between, let's say, mid-February to the end of March. Yeah. They play 32 games. Then they have to play 162 games after that, beginning in or around the end of March, early April. Yeah. Going right through the summer. Most of the games are played outdoors in a lot of venues that are or a lot of locations that are really, really hot. They have to play almost every day. They rarely get days off. They may get three or four days off a month. And then oh, once they poor, get through, poor yeah, I know, they got to play every day, but someone has to do it. <laughs> and then at the end of it, you, ha, you, you know, if you're lucky enough, you meet, you know, you basically make the postseason mm -hmm. and then you go from playing in you know, scorching hot environments to cold environments. If you're playing, for instance, in a city like uh, you know, New York or Philadelphia or what may have you, yeah. you're playing in cool, cold environments. And typically the postseason lasts another month where you're playing to the end of uh, October or sometimes in early November. Okay. And what's important about that is it is a long season. Any one game doesn't yeah. necessarily matter relative to the, to the girth of the whole season. Even a stretch of two or three or four games. The girth of the whole season, not one game actually like make, make affects it that much. How many games did you say there 162. were? 162. And, and okay. here's the frustrating thing about baseball as it compared to, for instance, like the NFL. Like what's it, the NFL plays how many games? Like 17? Seven, uh, before the, 17, yeah. 17 before yeah. the end of the playoffs. Yeah. And you know in an NFL season who the good teams are. Mm -hmm. You know who the bad teams are. Yep. Bad teams in the NFL are probably going to win. You can tell where the, well, where the good quarterbacks are. That's where yeah, the good they're going to be good teams, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. and, and you know that the, the, the good teams are going to win 12, 13, 14 games out of the 17. The yep. bad teams are going to win maybe three to five games out of the 17. Yeah. The frustrating thing about baseball is a really bad team is still going to win 40% of their games. And a really good team, I'm talking like a, almost a historically good team, is going to win 60% of their games. Why? And an average team is going to win half their games. So in any given game, yeah. Who wins and who loses is almost a coin flip. It's a little better than that. Like, for instance, a team that has a 600 winning percentage, it means they win six games out of 10. They might win in any given game 54, 55% of the games. Pretty much half, almost like a, it's, almost it's a, coin, like flip. a coin flip. It's almost yeah. a coin flip. And that's, it's a frustrating thing for a fan if you measure every game on the, on the strength of its individual game. Mm. And so you have to take a longer-term perspective where over time, the better teams show up as being the better teams and the bad teams 
show up being the bad teams. But over a longer stretch of time. Over not, a longer stretch of time. Not in a short period of time. Damn, I, I wonder how betting then against, uh, or betting in the uh, in the major league works then. How are you, how are you supposed to bet? <laughs> My personal perspective on that, yeah. you have to be cuckoo to bet a baseball game. <laughs> Like really, like people do it, but it's and fun. I get it. It's fun as long as you see it as such. But on like it, you, in any given outcome, and we'll get yeah. into this in a moment. Yeah, you're gonna fail like forty to sixty percent of the time. Okay, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But back to the you know long regular season, and this kind of leads to kind of this is kind of like life. Is that you know really good teams mm-hmm. can look really bad for long stretches of time, and really bad teams can look really good for long stretches of time, oh and God. then and then both can look really middling for long stretches of time. Oh, and, and I'll give you an example. No consistency. There, well, it, there is over the long term, but in the short run, it can be maddening because team, good teams lose. And, and to your point, it's like, why? Yeah. You can't really point to anything, one thing, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I'll give you an example. The Philadelphia Phillies last year yeah. uh, were National League champions. Mm-hmm. They made it to the postseason. You know, they beat, I think, the Cardinals in the wild card round. Then they beat the Atlanta Braves, which are a very good team. They are this year, too, in the uh, division series. And then they went out and... Uh, beat the stuffing out of the Padres in the uh, championship series. And then they ultimately lost to the Houston Astros, um, you know, in the, in the world series. Um, but if you actually looked at the Phillies at the end of May, you would have yeah. thought they're going nowhere. Like I, I guess in April, for instance, I think they yeah. lost uh, eight games out of 10 coming out of the gates, Jeez, eight, eight games out of, out of 10. 10. I think there are five games under 500 at the end of April. Yeah. In May, they scuffled. And by the end of May, um, I wrote it down here. I think they were 21 and 29 by the end of May. Like they're eight games under five hundred, which is a big record, deficit. At, you know, to be two months into the season. Yeah, yeah. But by the end of August, you know, so they did some so things. They fired June, the manager, July, hired a Canadian months. as a manager, and yeah. um, did some changes here and there. And by the end of August, they're seventy three and fifty eight on route to basically seventy three and fifty eight. Seventy three. So and 58. why? Like, is there no? I don't know. Rational? Expl- did they get in other players? Like, what happened? With- you can point to any number of things. I mean, they fired. Uh, they fired. Uh, Joe Girardi was the manager at the time, and they hired uh, a gentleman. Uh, I can't. I can't recall his name, but a gentleman yeah. from Montreal actually to, okay. uh, to be their manager, and he's a very good, solid manager. And I guess the morale turned around, and they started hitting the pitching. Obviously, this is captain. Obviously, yeah. the pitching improved and so yeah, forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's the baseball gods. It, it's like things turned around for them, and they made it all the way to the World Series. But had you looked at them at the end of this month of April last year, yeah. you would have said you would have said they're going nowhere. Which no leads me to the you know an- another example, which is yeah. um, you know like you look at uh, the Washington Nationals. Mm-hmm. Last year they were a historically bad team. Mm-hmm. So you know by comparison, I think the Phillies won eighty seven games. Um, I think the uh, the Atlanta Braves won somewhere around ninety five games last year. The Nationals play in the same division as them. They won fifty five games out of one hundred sixty two. Oh, well, less than half, much less than half. Yeah, they suck. Yeah, yeah that's a what a thirty five. I think Washington 1%. sucks in like every sport. Well, yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah. But right now they do. And and but a thirty five percent winning percentage. I said that bad teams lose forty percent of the yeah. time. That's yeah. even bad for a bad That's team. That's even worse. Yeah. But yeah. last year they went on, I think, you know, five different occasions where they had three three game winning streaks or longer. Yeah. Against good teams. They they beat the Dodgers. They beat the Mets. They beat the Braves. What? And they're a crappy team. Really? Yeah. It, Okay, do they have at least one good player? Like, is that it? Like, is baseball? So here's here here's here to give you some context here, Sean. Yeah, I grew up playing some baseball, like just recreationally. But yeah, yeah. you know, I, I was more into watching like the NFL, uh, hockey, and late in my later years, my later teens, I started watching basketball. But other than that, I'm not really too versed. Definitely not as much as you in in the major league. But um, in some in some of the sports like NFL and like mm-hmm. the NBA, mm-hmm. having one awesome player, aka like look at the Lakers, right, with their Kobe, mm-hmm. um, even with you know even with the Bulls back in the day with you know with Jordan, although Pippen was there as well, but Jordan, but in a lot of sports, having one amazing player will turn the tide around yep. uh, uh, for your for your sake. Yep. Is the MLB like that? 
No, actually, it's funny. Like, so the, the thing you, you mentioned the NBA, you know, if yeah. you have like one great player like LeBron James, yep. or if you have or the like, NFL, like if you have an awesome quarterback, right? You you can win a lot of games exactly. on the back of a quarterback. It's yeah. one of probably the most important position in sports, arguably, right? Yeah, I agree. Baseball is not like that. You know, you can have like I'll I'll use the Anaheim Angels as an example. They okay. have on their team two generational players mike trout who's arguably been the best player in, in the major leagues for the last 10 years mike he didn't trout. play yeah mike trout okay. yeah. he didn't play much last year but um just an amazing amazing player and then they have right now this uh now this player shohai otani who's just he's one he might be the best athlete period in sports really incredible i okay. mean to put it in perspective so shohai otani <laughs> last season uh, Mike Trout was actually injured a lot of last season, but when he played, he was actually pretty dominant. Yeah. Um, Shohei Tani last season as a pitcher mm-hmm. was 15 and nine with a 2.33 ERA. E- ERA just for run average. So on average, every nine innings, opponents can only score a little over two runs on him. Okay. He can throw 100 miles an hour. His fastball is 100 miles an hour. His slider is devastating. His change, like he, he throws a devastating array of pitches. He's a glorious pitcher to watch. Mm-hmm. Just on that alone, he's a top. 10 maybe 15 player in baseball just on his pitching alone okay but then he also played left field mm-hmm. and he as a hitter he averaged 273 hit 34 home runs uh 95 rbis like batted the runs batted in like you know 95 stakes and then uh, he had an ops which is an on base plus slugging percentage which, yeah. which is an indication of how often you get on base and how hard you hit the baseball yeah like shoi tan is not a guy that just slaps you know singles all over the place and just like you know you know jogs the first and that's yeah, all he does yeah. he barrels the baseball like, <laughs> kills it. He barrels i love it. that <laughs> so so he is dominant on the defensive side of the and ball the offense. and the offensive side of the ball so he's tight a top 10 to 15 players a pitcher top 10 to 15 players a hitter he does both okay okay no yeah. one's done that since babe ruth okay and he's good so and he's with anaheim he's with anaheim yeah okay and you look at mike trout again arguably he's been a top 10 finalist for the uh, American League MVP for yeah. as long as I can remember. Yeah. Not last year again he was injured, but every year before that. Uh what well, how did the Anaheim Angels do last year? Well, they were 73 and 89. Jeez. They did not have a win with uh, two of the best players uh, according to which and two of the best players in 73 and 189. Yep. Yep, 73 and 89. So they did not have a a winning Oh, or, 73 uh, and 89. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Okay, so uh, so, so at the end of the great. day they did they didn't have a winning record. Okay, and they had two, arguably two of the best players. Actually, not arguably the best player in baseball. Arguably another top five player in baseball on their team. Wow. Now the Cleveland Guardians, on the other hand, um, you know, which Ross Atkins and uh, Mark Shapiro were formerly of. Now they're the general manager and president of baseball operations here. They were ninety-two and seventy, and I could challenge a number of baseball fans to name three players on that team. <laughs> this is Cleveland. What? This is the Cleveland Guardians, <laughs> the formerly Guardians. of the Indians. All right, all right. No one even know how. Like I, I can't even name more than maybe two players on their team. <laughs> Okay, right. and they had a ninety-two and seventy record, the same as the Blue Jays. How? How does that happen with Anaheim in seventy something and eighty-nine? Seventy-three, because, and eighty-nine. Because baseball, and again, a lot like life, a lot yeah. like investing, you yeah. can't just build it off one or two or three players. So if you look at the NBA, the NBA at any given time, you have five players on the floor for yeah. one team, yeah. five players on the floor for yeah. another team. Yeah. Okay. So one player, if they're dominant enough, can take over a game and literally lead a team to win. Oh yeah, because one player is twenty percent of his team. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. But in any given time, you can only have in baseball one one guy at the plate hitting. Yeah. Okay. One guy offense. Yeah. Yeah. And you got nine nine players in the field and a pitcher. That's all you got. Ah, oh, that is a good distinction, actually. It's pretty okay. much at any given time. It's like one against nine kind of thing. Yeah, like Mike Trout is a phenomenal center fielder when have when healthy, or Kevin Kiermaier this year for the Blue Jays, when healthy, phenomenal center fielder. But if the yeah. ball ain't hit to him, he ain't doing much. Good point. And if he's not at the plate, he ain't doing much. So you know, you need in a baseball team, it's 26 players. 
those are the players that are on your roster sitting around in the yeah. bench or starting the yeah, baseball yeah. game for you. But you also even need more than that. You need guys down in the minors. Yeah. They call them depth guys to cover for injuries. Or let's say someone has to leave for parental leave or something like that off the main roster. You need these guys to come in mm-hmm. and fill spots. You need five starters. You yeah. need eight, you know, seven or eight relief pitchers. You yeah. need infielders and outfielders, people that can bat left, people that can hit right, um, mm. left-handed pitchers, right-handed pitchers. So no one player can be good enough mm. to dominate. In any one game, one player can do it. Mm-hmm. But no one can do it for a stretch of time. Mm. Because of the nature of the game, except for one player who can actually do it, which is Shohei Otani. <laughs> he can actually he can actually go out and pitch seven innings of three hit ball, and then you know oh, turn no. around to the other side to play, hit two home runs, and drive in six. So he can do that. But yeah. there's no one else that can in baseball that. that can do yeah, that. Yeah. So other sports, Sean, are like very like NBA. I would say is quite. Although one player can tip the favor uh, or, or, or tip the scales in favor of his team, uh, but there's a lot of i would say team strategies in other uh, in other sports is that the same and in life obviously there's strategies is yeah. that the same in uh, in baseball cuz like from what you're saying you know one against nine right uh, in the offense level like suppose a team that's on offense has to has to um bat and then yeah. you have the the pitching team the defensive team mm-hmm. they have nine out people out there yeah. it's almost like a i don't want to say single player sport game but kind of sounds like it. it it's that's the beauty of baseball it's both it's a one on one matchup between yeah. the pitcher and the hitter yeah. but then you have a team behind you that fields for you and then there's also but you the know, offense is screwed because the offense can't do anything. It's just literally that one batter. Yep. Oh God. Yep. <laughs> That's totally like life. It's just like you against the world. It, well, it kind of is a little bit. <laughs> or that, like in investing, that moment. it's like you against the damn market. It, well, <laughs> and that's the thing, right? And then the problem with the market is that there's all sorts of information reflected in the market at any given time. Well, that's not anything different with baseball. There's so much information on every player in yeah. baseball. The analytics in the last 25 years, as it relates to baseball, is just grown exponentially in yeah. terms of how they what they know about a hitter's tendencies what they know about a pitcher's tendencies what they know about a fielder's tendencies i was just so going to ask you so yesterday when we were having a chat about this uh, about this topic you yeah. mentioned that pitchers actually will get the research done like not them but i, I guess from their from their team oh, as yeah. to every batter yep right yep where's his weak spot and they're going to try to drill that weak spot exploit down. it absolutely and the pitchers are trained at every possible weak spot for an individual not like not everyone um it, it but the top pitchers would be the, well actually all the pitchers are trained to know the weak spots of the most dangerous hitter so if you're if you play on a team and you're like number one through six hitter most pitchers have a game plan for that because you know those are the most those are the best hitters typically on a team you basically have your best hitters hit at the top of the lineup so they get a, they get the bat more times right okay, okay. Yeah, yeah so most pitchers are game planning for those guys. The weaker people at the end of the lineup, for the most part, mm-hmm. not all the time, mm-hmm. but for the most part, they're not as game planned as much because simply put, they're at the bottom of the lineup for a reason. They're not as good as the other guys. Gotcha. Yeah, so yeah, the, yeah. you basically, uh, yeah. a good pitcher will pitch to the number nine hitter and just basically throw their best stuff and yeah. you, you know try and hit it. Gotcha. Okay. Versus the, the guy who's at the top of the order or the number two or three, like Vladdy Guerrero comes to the plate. They're not just ripping their best stuff because Vladdy can hit it. So they actually game plan and try to get Vladdy to drive the ball into the ground or strike mm. out and so forth. Mm. Very different approach to how they might, you know, pitch to uh, Kevin Biggio or something like that. I mean, not to knock Kevin Biggio. He's, <laughs> yeah, a, good, yeah. he's a good hitter, but he's not yeah. Vladdy Guerrero. Well, gotcha. So you're, you're talking now strategies on how to, um, uh, how to organize your lineup and stuff like that and mm-hmm. put the good guys up front, less good guys in the back. Uh, to relate it back to life and investing mm-hmm. and markets and all that stuff, it's kind of like portfolio diversification. That's what I'm hearing. Portfolio management, scaling. I don't know. You, you want to be patient. You have to be patient when investing. Yeah. Um, you know, in the short run, you can be you can look stupid for the right reasons. I mean, that's just <laughs> yeah. the way investing is. Like yeah, you know, yeah. and 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 at the end of the day, you can make all the right decisions and still come out 
wrong, I yeah, guess. And, right? and, yeah. and, and you can also look really good for the wrong reasons, right? Now, yeah. now, like I can't, I won't tell you that if you own a portfolio of 20 companies, that one company can make or break your whole year. I mean, if you have one company that, you know, increases tenfold in a year, well, that's going to obviously affect your results in any given year, yeah. right? That can happen. Yeah. It doesn't happen often, but it can happen. But it can happen. Just like in baseball, it can happen. It can happen. But, yeah. but in, you know, in general, you need a well put together, well thought out, 20, 25 positions mm-hmm. or however you're comfortable with. I mean, the, the benefits of diversification somewhat diminish apparently once you cross, you know, crest 15 to 17 positions. But nonetheless, you need it to be complementary and you want to be diversified because in the end of the day, you just don't know day to day what's going to happen. But, you know, over time that things should work out and, and your portfolio should appreciate meaningfully. Just like in baseball, you don't know at any one game what's going to happen. But overall, over the long stretch, if you're a good team, you're a good team. Right. And, and right? To, to give you a comparison, if, yeah. you're, if you're a general manager and you're constructing a baseball roster, you, you could theoretically line up just heavy, heavy bats, a great offense at the expense of good pitching. You're not going to win many baseball games because your pitchers are going to give up a pile of runs on the other side. And what if you go through a streak where your hitters just aren't hitting? You're, you're done, especially in a playoff series. So you mm-hmm. have to have a balance of, you know, defensive players, good pitching. You need guys that can strike people out, guys that can induce ground balls so that you can get double plays and so forth. They yeah. need people that can hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can't, you can't have, you can't focus on just like, for instance, the greatest starting five pitchers in, in all of baseball, and then you have nothing else. Because mm. baseball, you know, baseball teams will know that. They'll pick up on that. They'll exploit your weakness, and you'll lose more than you win. And they they can easily exploit, I guess, on on the defensive side. Like, even if you have an awesome pitcher, but if your defense can't catch her, well, that's or, right. Or not, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, completely off uh, topic, off of investing, but back into baseball and sports and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think is more important? Maybe it could actually relate to life and investing: defense or offense in sports. They're both important. I know. I played sports. They're both awesome. Yeah, yeah. But. Because uh, because you're saying like you know what if um what if a general manager just hires like you know top five pitchers or top five defensemen um on their team uh, or f- for their team but then they ignore the offense side for example well mm-hmm. if, if any of these top five or top ten can't bat prop or you know can't bat well yep. well then you know th- they're going nowhere they're not going to get any home runs however in defense or in sports like what one of my coaches in grade eleven told me you can't lose if you don't get scored on. Yeah, and I, and I don't disagree with that. I mean, I, I, if I had to skew, you know, what's more important, defense versus offense, I'd probably skew 55 defense, 45 offense. And the reason for this yeah. is this. If you have amazing pitching and strong defense, that is more predictable than offense. And here's why. Especially on the offensive side of the baseball, ba- or on the baseball diamond, baseball's built around failure. Mm-hmm. Okay, not many sports are like that. Like, I'll give you an example. Uh, Aaron Judge last year... Um, basically failed at the plate almost 60% of the time. Six mm-hmm. times out of 10 times, six out of 10 times he came to the plate, he, he would fail. He would yeah. not reach base, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And he failed his way to the American League Most Valuable Player Award and a nine-year $360 million contract because he ended up hitting 62 home runs, he ended up batting over 300, um, and he had an OPS, like an on-base plus slugging of over yeah. 1,000, actually over 1,100. That yeah. means he was just smoking the ball every right. time he hit it, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. But, okay, he still failed 60% of the time. Now, by comparison, Shohei Itani, Shohei Itani, I mentioned he was 15 and 9, mm-hmm. okay, and uh, he failed about 30, or he failed about 40% of the time, mm-hmm. and he was still an amazing pitcher. Mm-hmm. So, great pitchers will likely lose probably 30 to 50% of their starts. Mm-hmm. Great hitters are probably going to fail somewhere around 60 to 65% of the time. Okay, so when you're on, you know, the... the- 
uh, from what I understood, defense less less probability of failing. Less right? probability. Less it's probability. more predict. It's it's it's, it's predict- a little more predictable. Well, I like the concept that you mentioned of predictability, right? Especially when you tie it in with what you just said that baseball is a sport of failure, right? Yeah. As compared to others. Yeah. So I mean, predictability is. Well, one let me thing give you that- yeah, Sorry, but can you imagine yeah, no, if um, you know pick a pick a quarterback right like okay. josh allen okay Can you imagine josh allen if he was only successful on 40 percent of the plays he executed on the field uh, let alone gone. passing percentage or completion percentage yeah, or yeah. just just 40 percent of the time he was successful he wouldn't be he wouldn't be playing in the in the nfl no no like if, if, LeBron, if lebron james or any nba player yeah. miss 60 percent of their shots they're not playing in the nba no but that's baseball that and, and that was an elite player who won the the most valuable player award last year failed 60 percent of the time jeez that, well, if LeBron was missing that, he'd definitely not be getting six rings, or, or I think he has, I think he's at six or seven rings, but yeah. definitely close to that. But um, but yeah, so it's it, so going back with failure, predictability. So the markets are filled with that, right? Like yeah. we're always trying to predict what's going to happen, what's going to happen, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, how do you relate what you just you know your what you just said about baseball and about um you know being on defense or def- I don't want to say defensive, but the defensive side of of baseball is more predictable than than the offense side. Okay. How does that relate to life or you know and investing and and um, the best way I can explain that is good pitchers, for instance, tend to be good pitchers for a long period of time. Good hitters tend to be decent hitters for a long period of time. So in other words, if you look at the back of their baseball card and you look at their results, that's a decent predictor. Not all the time, by the way. We have a pitcher like that on our staff. Yeah. Um, But it's a decent predictor of what they're going to do in the future. Okay. Well, the same with a company. Like if you look Mm. at, you know, certain companies and their history of success and profitability, Mm -hmm. they don't often grow stupid overnight. (laughs) Okay, so they're yeah. they're gonna do their share price might not reflect it in the short term, long yeah. season. Yeah, but over time, companies that are profitable in the past mm-hmm. will likely continue to be profitable in the future. In the future, companies so just like are, teams that are profitable in the past, like baseball teams that are profitable or they have an awesome track record. Yep, there's a high predictability, or there's a high chance, or a better chance in the future that they're still gonna be good teams. Yeah, like I'll give you an example in Major League Baseball. I call them the Borg. From, from Borg? the Borg of baseball from okay. Star Trek yeah, uh, yeah. Next Generation. Remember that cube that used to yep. float around in space yeah. and chase the Enterprise around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I call the Tampa Bay Rays the Borg of baseball because they are every year they spend nothing on their team. They 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 have all like they're they're analytic analytic demigods. They're they're a frustrating team to watch. Yeah. But somehow every year on on a shoestring budget they find some pitcher or some athlete to come out of nowhere and just. Beat the snot out of the Blue Jays because who doesn't want to? Who doesn't want to play for in Tampa Bay? Like it's, it's well, an awesome thing. Maybe that. Maybe that's why they can't even draw flies to their diamond. <laughs> anyway, and 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 yet here, here they are. The start of this year, they're eleven and zero. They're off to the best start in like fifty years in Major League Baseball. A pain in the butt team they are. See, and, and you're making fun of the analytic guys. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> the, the analytic demigods. Yeah, and they're coming to Toronto in the next couple of days. And oh, anyway, well, it's gonna be good. Started. So cool. so you know like 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 companies that are good if they yeah. have a track record of strong management. Yeah. If they have a track record of of basically building great products that people need and use and so forth. Yeah. The odds are that's going to continue over time. Gotcha. So yeah. predictability and less less chance of failure or sorry, let's just say maybe less failure in the past. There's a higher chance that there's going to be less failure uh, uh, in the future. It doesn't mean it can't happen. Of course. Yeah, yep. yeah. Just like you just said, like I really like that about baseball. That you, it's almost like a, uh, a, a you know a toy cost. You know, any given day. Gonna, well, the markets are like that. Yeah. It, it, like I don't. I think the stats are you know on any given day in the markets. I think the markets will be up. You know, fifty point five percent of the time, yeah. and the markets will be down forty nine point five percent of the time. In normal days, nowadays it looks like it's always down, but it's no, still, it's getting better. It's but getting yeah, no, better, I, right? I get you. Yeah. 
So, and I think, you know, the one thing that I love about baseball is to enjoy the ride. It is a long yeah. season. Don't yeah. overweight one game or one series versus another. Yeah. Understand that, again, the frustrating part about baseball is the crappiest teams are still going to beat the best teams 30 to 40% yeah. of the time. Um, and for me personally, there's nothing better than, you know, it's a nice summer day, you know, and I'm working around the house. I'm doing whatever I'm, I'm doing and, and I have the baseball game on in the background. It's just yeah. such a relaxing way to spend an afternoon you know you're doing some stuff and accomplishing stuff yeah. and in the background the, you know the beautiful game yeah. being played yeah, yeah. It, is, it is fun i don't i don't really watch baseball too much on tv i will if you know there's nothing else to do but i do love you know just heading over to the uh, uh to the rogers center sometimes and yeah. you know just watching a game it's a fun uh, fun experience for sure right? yeah, and just keep keep the perspective keep the long-term perspective and understand too now this is not like investing investing if you're you know if you own quality type holdings and you let the long term take hold for it, um, you will be successful as time goes on. If history is yeah. any indication of the future. Yeah. Baseball, you got to realize that there's only one team that's going to win the last game of the year. Only one team. And, uh, you know, like Moneyball, there's a, a great uh, book by uh, Michael Lewis uh, called Moneyball, and it was uh, turned into a movie starring Brad Pitt. I was just going to say, I thought it was the movie. Okay, yeah. I didn't know it was, yeah. okay, it was so the book first. And then, okay, and then awesome movie. Aaron, yeah, and Aaron Sorkin turned it into a bit of a baseball allegory. It was, it was a great movie. And, yeah. uh, you know, Billy Bean and chasing the, that final win of the year, right? Yeah. And that, that's what the, the whole movie's built on. Only one team can do it. So maybe this is the year for the Blue Jays, maybe not, but I'm, I'm going to certainly enjoy it. Let's hope so. Toronto guys. Blue Jays all the way. Go well, Jays. Thanks a lot, guys. All right. See you guys next time.